0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Oasis podcast today. And uh, today, man, we got a huge, huge guest today. And uh, Hips even more special because he's right here from the Central Valley, right here in Fresno, California. And uh, his accolades, man, are second to
1: none. Let him know why, Dan. Well, look, man, you're looking at uh, uh, he really is already a boxing legend here locally. And um, he, he's making his way, man. He's making noise. And peop- he's known nationwide at this point, man. So we got the boy Mark Castro. Uh, he's putting on for the Valley, baby. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you
0: for having me, y'all. And uh, before we get started, quick shout out to our sponsors today. Academy West Insurance, best insurance in the valley. we got the auto, home, renter's insurance, pretty much everything from A to Z. Real
1: quick, obviously, yeah. I mean, now everybody knows you're, you're a fucking superstar boxer. But um, and we know a little bit of your backstory, man. But uh, I feel like there's still people that don't know exactly where Mark Castro came from, uh, exactly where he's from man. what more parts of Fresno, how you grew up, and what you have to do to get to where you are now. Because obviously everybody sees, man, the, 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 the bright lights um they see the big following man they see you out there you know at the forza regida yacht party (laughs) and all kinds of stuff you know but it wasn't always like that right so how did you get involved in boxing bro where did it start um just talk a little bit about your story real quick man uh my name is mark castro born and
2: raised fresno california southeast fresno to be exact and i've been boxing being an athlete my whole life and um i just never stopped boxing that's that's the difference um my parents taught me, like, to give 110% in anything I do, and I've always done that, and things just paid off. And um, it's just amazing because I still see myself, like, in the most humble way, like, nobody yet. I haven't done anything, and um,
1: I just feel like
2: I just want to be the role model
1: that I needed growing up. Damn. And, uh, you know, honestly, dude, that, that's crazy how you mentioned that, man, because I feel like um, every – because we've had a lot of, like, a uh, peak – performers you know a lot of people that are doing big things in business, big things in sports and they all kind of keep that same mentality man like they feel like they're i don't want to say you feel like you're not enough yet but you feel like there's always like there's are still like you still see yourself in a, in, a, in a higher place than what you are right I now it's I like someone like to prove that. right like yeah. someone to prove for your future self like the
0: goals you have set up are probably a lot more than anyone else could even set goals bro like you seem like you're the hardest on yourself
2: yeah most definitely i'm the hardest on myself because i'm not on a cable book but at the same time like how do you say it? I know what I am capable of, but I am know where I'm lacking or where I can pick up the slack and things like that. So, yeah, like, there's, like, goals that people don't even know. Like, you kind of, like, you don't share, you know, like, the crazy goals or things like that. Like, people don't hear about. And yeah, those are the goals, but you re- you've probably been writing it down
0: since you first started, right? Because I know you started yeah. boxing, just kind of doing some research. You started with your dad in his gym, right? Like, at the age of five or something like that?
2: Yes, he had his own boxing gym at the age of four. Well, I was there uh, before because... I think he opened up in two thousand I don't know what what year, but he was a boxing coach already. Then when I was old enough, like then I started putting on the boxing gloves and fight start sparring with other kids. And start we'll do sparring matches in front of people and I just went in there, just did what my dad told me to and like that's that's all I've ever done.
0: Was there ever any pressure, bro, knowing that your dad was a boxer, he had his own gym, like you were the
2: son of a boxer. Was there ever any pressure to kinda of come up along the way? Uh no pressure. Um uh, because I feel like if I wasn't good at this, I wouldn't be doing it. Uh, I think my dad would know that. Everybody else would know that. And it would be like, it would just be like second nature. Like, they know not to put him in box if I was getting hurt and things like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, in a alternate universe, i probably went to school. Like, I would probably go to, like, UCLA or UC Santa Barbara. I graduated uh, Victorian, mm-hmm. So, I'd rather, if I wasn't good at this, I wouldn't be doing it a yeah. uh, part of
0: school bro what, what do you think you would be pursuing like is valedictorian mm-hmm. like people if you guys don't mm-hmm. know this at home like that's like the top
1: of the top top of the, top top of the top of top. class, top top of
0: the class.
2: Of the class. Um, I went two years for Fresno State for kinesiology sports admin so something like along the, the lines of like athletic director sports director something like that sports like, management type of thing no like directing like a program you know? mm. like maybe being the head of I guess like USA boxing or being the head of a whole like gotcha. like a program a whole program like, you, cool, so you, you, like you'll hire the coaches the trainers the, the training staff it's like, like, like a gm yeah. kind of yeah i guess yeah, okay. yeah gm yeah
1: damn that's pretty cool dude so that's what you're going to school for
2: yeah and i did two years but i just need yeah. to go return do do the rest of it yeah
1: and then you turn out to be good at boxing so you're like i'll just yeah, i'll just yeah. keep boxing <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty <Dang>. much <laughs> that's pretty cool dude so um you started young. Uh, dad's gym, And obviously, you kind of just take off to a hot start when you were younger, right? Um, you started competing in tournaments. And um, there's one particular tournament, though, where uh, from what we what, what I've read is that you, you, it kind of flipped the switch in you, right? Like, you knew, like, you... I think you went... What was that tournament? Um, it was in Russia, right? It was like a four-month-long tournament. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 2015. First time going to
2: international. And I went to Russia, uh, representing USA, and... It's kind of like everybody always told me like the previous coaches that went out there that you're gonna win you're gonna win and all you have to do is like go fight you're gonna win but mm. somebody telling you that it's kind of like you don't believe it until it happens but you still have to put in the work in so it's kind of like someone tells you oh you're hard working like or you're smart you don't know like this is all you ever known. Mm. like you're smart you're smart but then you don't know you're smart until you see all the the landscape from your I guess your peers. Yeah,
1: until you, until you kind of put yourself to the test and you compare yourself to, like, all the other people who are at the top of the game.
2: Yeah, so the first time going to Russia, it was, uh, I guess, like, culture shock. And going there, not knowing the language, um, going with, like, foreign coaches, like coaches that my dad didn't go with me. So going with coaches I've never been with and teammates, and we had no training camp. So we just went out there. We just all met in Russia. And as Team USA, as Team USA, uh, the so you
1: guys just flew individually,
2: just commercially, yeah. just flew out there. Yeah, basically that? we like met in Chicago and then from Chicago to oh, sure. to Saint Petersburg, and from there, it was pretty crazy because we just kind of got together, feeding off each other's energy, and like it's kind of like U.S. us versus it's, them. You're ripping, you're ripping yeah. the country. Yeah, the whole thing over there was kind of like they didn't they don't like Americans. Like it's. It's not, it's, it's the norm, you know?
1: Like, Uh so, when you say that, bro, like, are you talking about, like, you're at a McDonald's or, like, at a place, you know, and people, they're looking at you, like, kind of weird, like, just...
2: Yeah, um, things like that, like, they don't treat the Americans the best, or, like, kind of, like, they don't give you the best rooms, or, like, for example, they didn't give us no training times to, to train at the boxing gym. Oh, shoot. There was no fitness gym, um... So we'd work out in the hallways and work out in the hallways. I so would run up and down the hallways and the the hotel staff was like, no, you guys can't work out in the hallways. And it was we, like
0: sabotage. They were trying to sabotage. bro, That's a big tournament, bro. Like to have a big tournament like that and you're working out in the hallways, you can't work out in the gym. You don't have bags. You don't have stuff like that. Like that's it, a big difference. It bro. was
2: culture shot. And at the same time, like they'll have like like you know how like little souvenir shops and like mm-hmm. you Donald Trump was president at this time you'll see like Donald Trump stuff like being like sold there like kind of like just showing him like he was just like fat overweight like, a like lot making, fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. making fun propaganda, of him basically yeah like,
1: propaganda propaganda yeah.
2: yeah the propaganda was crazy over there damn that's crazy That's wild and it was just uh the food was pretty bad i didn't like no food what
1: there what kind of food they have? Well, I mean, you still pupusas like, lives, and you go to oh. Russia what <laughs> yeah. does it have over there
2: bro like they had like cereal but like the milk was really warm and it kind of mm. like was really bad so things like that I, I would eat try to eat that and other than that i'll just wait till the kitchen opens and i order like order like a salmon there but I, that was kind of like until like noontime oh so you had to wait basically yeah so uh like they kind of have like eggs and the egg looked like jello like uh. really like kind of like really white jello and it was just like it looked like it moved too much. like So it didn't even look <laughs> like yeah. real egg. They were giving you
3: guys, like, fake food, too. Uh, no, it
2: was kind of like a so catering. Long. So we all, everybody ate there. All the athletes from all the countries ate there. And you just, and uh, USA was really inexperienced at the time. So, like, we don't know to what to expect. But as a country, we did well. Yeah. We well, yeah, walked, well,
1: walked out with the gold and a few other silvers. So. Yeah, three silvers and I think two bronze damn
2: yeah. that's pretty good so, so i think overall as a team we were third
1: place we oh, as a team yeah i think second place was cuba and first place was russia
2: uh, i heard I cubans are like
1: the though. i heard cuban are like the the slept on they're like the it's like a, uh kind of like every sport you know has like like the brazilians you know they're good at soccer but i heard that cubans <laughs> that are like the, the 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 boxing is natural for them
2: yeah cubans run amateur boxing like really intense and that, that's the crazy part because. It's the finals. Let's let's put this in perspective. It's the finals, and my first teammate goes up there. He's fighting Romania, loses, Mm. silver medal. Then my next teammate goes up there, fights a guy from Uzbekistan or India, loses. I'm up next. He's like, shit. I'm fighting Cuba. (sighs) Ooh. And I I was kind of, like, nervous, really nervous. And then one of the coaches I kind of knew – like, we game chemistry and stuff. He's like, man, just go up there and whoop his butt and, like, go show him who who you are. Like, don't give him respect. Just go out there and win. And I actually won, like, really, like, lopsided, mm. which was pretty in- amazing to, like, the the whole tournament. And because of that performance, I got, like, the, the boxer of the year.
1: Whoa. For damn. That damn. Yeah. So so you're yeah. almost like then. So then your finals match, you're kind of like the underdog then because you're going against a Cuban guy. No uh, oh, training.
2: Is, not yeah. Not the regular food. I don't got my my dad my coach and we got those coaches but we got not the same yeah Yeah. it's not the same and it's an international scene um just go out there and i won and i just i was just super happy because they told me like you feel it you know you're winning yeah and then once i've got once i won i was like damn like it's finally over like and after that tournament they told us like they're looking at this team for the 2020 olympics and it kind of occurred to me like oh damn like i'm kind of good at this like I should keep doing this and that's where a little bit like where I started believing in myself mm-hmm. more and more over the time because like yeah you I would win nationals like I would win nationals all the time but then at the same time like it would kind of be like oh like I won that one but like I got to keep winning mm-hmm. like kind of like not an insecure feeling but a, a feeling of like uh, I have to keep going yeah because if I don't win the next one the one I won before don't matter
1: Exactly. Yeah. Damn, dude. So uh, you're, you, okay, obviously you were in a hot streak, right? Um, and you you have you kind of have that chip on your shoulder where you got to keep on, almost kind of keep on proving yourself to the world, right, that you do belong in the big stages. And so it comes down to it. People are like they're scouting that for the Olympic team. Um, so what happened that? Because I know there's an interesting area between you going pro, between you going to the Olympics. It was a weird year, too, because I think that was during COVID. Yes. So uh, how, how did that go down, dude? Um, the whole thing
2: about it was uh, I was going to the tournament to compete for it was called the last chance qualifier Mm -hmm. so it was like usa boxing was always kind of like uh changing the qualifying programs for the Olympic trials so like i had to go to fight a tournament um and i did that even though i was kind of like one of the most accomplished boxers in usa boxing so i kind of i they didn't give me my Olympic trials but i had to go earn it Mm -hmm. and i was one fight i had food poisoning probably the whole week And I was, like, one fight away from, like, qualifying. Mm -hmm. And I would have beat the guy easy. Um, But my dad and me, like, we kind of made the decision to pull out. And it was kind of like I kind of had to, you know, like, my health came first. So I pulled out, and the whole thing was kind of up in the air. Like, I can't represent USA no more. Can't go to the Olympics. But I could go to the Olympics. I could have represented Mexico. If I wanted to, we were in the progress process of representing Mexico. Mm -hmm. Or representing El Salvador hmm. or I turn pro. So like I was just kind of like Big choices. Yeah. It's kinda like one day I'll wake up in the morning and I wanna be a pro boxer. Yeah. Next day I wake up in the morning, I wanna go represent Mexico. Or El Salvador, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like you wanna go stay stay another year in college or you wanna go to the pros, you know? It's kinda up to you, like and the best advice they gave me at the time was kinda like whatever decision you make, just own it. Hmm. And that's what I did. And I decided to turn turn pro. And, and I turned pro. And it was then probably like the next week, the whole, I guess, the world shut down with COVID mm-hmm. and like this. Like it was like February of 2020. Oh, mm-hmm. And then everything would kind of shut down. And like there's no Olympics and nothing. And it was kind of like a good decision because going to the Olympics was not really going in a sense, because it was the next year, mm-hmm. and then the whole, like, the whole experience was kind of, like, I guess, handicapped at the same time.
1: Yeah, and, and real quick, to t- uh, talk about, um, talk because I think the Team say, right, the qualifications was, that uh, one of the qualifications that the USA had for their boxers was that you couldn't be pro, right? So you have that, you kind of have that to take into consideration, right? But for the people at home, do that they don't really know, like, because people, like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't know, like, they think they, they see you in the Olympics and they're like, oh, he must be a pro, right? But business-wise, on the back end, there's a big difference, right, between, saying amateur competing for the Olympics, the U.S. and stuff, or going pro, right? So what are the big differences? Because obviously you're weighing in those differences, right, as you make your decision. So what are, like, the big differences in, in, uh, in that space there?
2: Um, for being an amateur boxer, it's it's up to the country. The country wants to let pro boxers be allowed. That That's allowed now, but USA has a rule where, like, no you no boxers could be professional Mm. but they changed that rule because all the fighters that that were exempt to qualify so the olympic trial winners didn't go represent usa they got like the whole qualifying process like from the aiba which was like the national the international federation Mm -hmm. they had rankings and Mm -hmm. then like the rankings of the boxers that were qualified for the Olympics. They, a lot of people just got free passes to Mm -hmm. represent Team USA. And a lot of them were, I think, like, maybe, like, two or three of them were, like, pro boxers already. Mm -hmm. Looking
0: back in hindsight, bro, like you said, it was, especially with COVID, no one could have ever expected COVID or anything crazy that happened like that. So, looking back in hindsight, bro, like, the decision you made really put you on the right path that you needed. And, like you said, bro, like, God had his plans and God always has, like, a higher purpose. So, you followed it
2: and that's... that's Yeah, I feel like that's a big difference, like, of me and, uh, like, other fighters and stuff. Like, I always, like, have, like, faith, like... Even though you can't see it or you don't feel it, like, you just have, like, you just believe in something, like, greater than you. And, like, you know things are going to work out for the better. How big is your faith, bro, throughout your training camp? Uh, It's really big. Um, I really, like, kind of, like, read, like, scripture of, like, kind of, like, letting you know how, like, God doesn't make mistakes. You're here for a reason and kind of, like, more, like, um, confidence. Not, Not cockiness, just, like, in confidence in a way of, like not trying to like show cockiness and, and that makes sense you trust yeah. the hard work that you've been putting in essentially yeah exactly confidence. like like you're not here for you're here for a reason like you are who you are and things happen for a reason and god has you here god don't make mistakes a big thing god yeah, i feel like it gives you peace that. knowing that yeah. bro
0: like knowing that you're not you're not going out there trying to impress someone you're not going out there trying to create your own plan like there's already a plan written for you bro like you're following the plan that God has made for you, so... Yeah, most definitely, and,
2: like, doing things, like, wholeheartedly and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Wholeheartedly and stuff, yeah. 100%, bro. And after that, bro, so I know, fast forward past the Olympics, um, obviously, there's probably a lot of people that are reaching out to you, right? Like, as far as promotions and different people in the pro scene, right? So, I know right now, currently, you're with Eddie Hearn in, in Matchroom Boxing. So, yeah. what made you choose Matchroom Boxing, Eddie
2: Hearn? Um, choosing Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing, I always felt like they were the future, the zone. And I actually... I did I did go with Eddie Hearn in the matchroom because the whole thing was make me a global star. Um and eventually like I had a pro debut scheduled I think eight, it was it was going to be May 20 May 2020 on the Canelo undercard. And everything got shut down cuz of COVID. So fast forward, my pro debut was going to be in August and I had got COVID. Mm, so it was kind of like a bummer so fast forward my pro debut eventually happened pro debut was december 19th 2020 on a canelo undercard as a co-main event which is kind of like unheard of like being co-main event for your pro debut and it kind of like came back full circle yeah because like knowing my first fight could have been on canelo undercard and then my other pro debut got postponed which was because of covid mm-hmm. and now to my pro debut being in front of fans during covid at the alamo dome san antonio and i got the win i think it was like a third round knockout mm-hmm. yeah That's that kind of shows bro. that faith
3: too like that plan where like you mm-hmm. wanted that first one you wanted that second one but god's plan for yeah. you was a lot bigger at a bigger stage you know what i mean so
2: yeah most definitely and it's really kind of like like God, God, like kind of like lets you like you think you you know like you think you can you have things figured out but like God's kind of like all right I'm gonna show you I got even more planned for you yeah something like, even you think, better like you can't 100%. even imagine what I got planned for yeah like, you can't predict it hundred percent yeah and then me wholeheartedly like knowing like you know how you said those goals the little things the little goals I talked about that nobody knows I always wanted to fight in December just to like I don't know just weird mm-hmm. just December
1: that was, that was your that was your month
2: yeah and I always wanted to fight on a canal on the card but. When I signed Canelo, wasn't with Eddie Hearn,
1: uh, right? Because a lot of yeah. people I feel like a lot of people here match him and they think Canelo, but it didn't start off like that. Yeah, it was at Golden Boy, mm. but then I always find it, wanted to find it as a co made event,
2: and I got to be under Canelo and in December, and Dude, which was amazing because checks like, all the boxes, did, yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> like that goes back to like the faith thing. Like, God knows your heart, God mm-hmm. knows what you really want, and that's where like He rewards your faithfulness, and that's why I've kind of like Kind of like, all right, like it's okay to be faithful to God. Amen.
3: Yeah. yeah. Even when you don't think, <laughs> even when you don't think it's gonna happen, like you said, twice in a row, and that third time's way bigger. That's crazy. That lets you know too, like just having that blind faith to it, it will always lead you in the right direction. Yeah, and
2: it kind of goes back to the whole thing of, think about it. It's twenty twenty. There's no Olympics yet, and you're kind of like, damn. Like I, I kind of made the right decision. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so circle yeah. back around completely. Yeah, but at the cool. same time, like it's kind of like. Making the right decision, but, like, at the same time, this was God's decision. Like, mm-hmm. God had this plan for me. Like, mm-hmm. anything else I would have done, like— And it's been there, bro. That's the crazy part. Yeah. It's been there long before you signed, long mm-hmm. before you turn pro. Like, like how all those events play out. Uh, I think Canelo had a lawsuit with, like, Golden Boy. He got out of his contract. Like, you couldn't really tell, like, he was going to go fight yeah. at another promoter, sign another promoter, because all lawsuits can take years. Mm-hmm. But he got out of the contract in less than a month. And
1: Damn, <laughs> yeah, I
2: think it was a three week notice.
1: It's crazy though, because you went pro what the December previous to your pro debut, no? Or when did you when did you officially go pro? Like when did you decide to go pro? Uh, February twenty twenty. February twenty twenty. And then the fight was December 2020. December twenty twenty. Mm. So,
2: I I remember it was like it was it was Thanksgiving twenty twenty. And they kind of told us like you could have the opportunity to be on the Canelo undercard. I didn't eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's too high. high. I was like, <laughs> too nah, hyped to... I'm not gonna eat Thanksgiving. I didn't eat. And I'm like some <laughs> <"I gotta, laughs> miles. Man. I gotta get ready for a fight because it was a three week notice for everybody. Oh wow. Oh, sh- so, so that, that cuts to- in, yeah. So we just do the food Let's away. Do I don't need this. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, all right, like nah, like we're gonna do it. We're gonna do the pro debut. Yeah. So that's skip
0: forward to the pro debut, bro. So you're on the Canelo undercard. What's going through your head, bro? As you're walking out the tunnel, you're coming out. What's going through your head?
2: They actually told me uh, after seeing my fight outfit, Eddie Hearn really liked it. So they're like, we're going to put you in event. And I was like, like, to me, it's like, all right, like, it, I'm, it don't hit me yet. Then eventually that night, I think that night, no, the next day. It, yeah. So I was ready, like getting ready. Mm-hmm. Why ready to walk out? And like, everybody's telling me, like, relax, relax. But, you know, like, all right, sorry. Like, all right, like. What does that mean? But, like, I get out <laughs> there. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I get out there, and you just feel like I've never felt adrenaline rush, and I felt the adrenaline rush, and it was pretty amazing. From the energy from the crowd and Yeah, like, just everybody was just screaming, like, just yelling and screaming, and then I just, like, felt a, a sense of high and just go out there, and, like, I was just, like, super happy, and then I get in the ring, and just, like, the first round was kind of, like, I don't want to say it's not my best round, but, like, you could tell, like, I looked, like, really, like, trigger happy in there. But then second round, I kind of calmed Seven. down Seven. And, in a little bit. And then third round, I got him out of there, which was amazing. And then I was kind of like, yeah, like I felt the adrenaline rush like the whole time up there. And it just feels like a, a crazy dream, crazy experience for now. Because a lot of people remember that night, like they didn't expect me to be coming in it, event. And they kind of like shocked everybody. And the way it happened, because a lot of I had a lot of fans waiting for the pro debut mm. since I signed in yeah, february, february and then the postponement in august.
1: So h- how did you look with the co main event bro cuz right now I think you just said you said that Eddie Hearns was like I I like your outfit bro you, you're co main event now. Well how, how did that go down? Did you already know you're going to be the co main event or was that like a last minute thing?
2: It was like uh that was decided the card the day before. Mm. But like it's kind of like just unheard of. And at the same time like he just put me a pro debut because it's kind of like uh Mexican American Mexican American Salvadorian kid like let's put yeah. him on the pro debut what kind uh, of like yeah like He's going to be a star one day. Like, he deserves it. Yeah, it's
1: so crazy, yeah. bro, because it's like the whole story, man. Like, if you kind of, like, <laughs> rewind it, yeah. it's like everything aligned, bro. Everything aligned so perfectly. Even though at the time, I'm sure, like, because I'm sure when the first fight got postponed, it was kind of like, ah, oh, shit, man. You know, you're kind of ready to get your hopes up. And then, again, that happens for the second time. And, again, you know, I can imagine, like, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then again, it gets postponed, man. Uh, but like Nate said, man, like uh, you said, it, you know, it's just a blind faith, uh, blind faith, where you know, where it doesn't matter what's happening right now, whether it's bad or good. Uh, you know, long term, man. Uh, you know, God's got your back, man, and it's all part of the process. Yeah, there's there was nothing I really could do. Like even if I tried,
2: I just think about it like the way I always like kind of explain: it, do things wholeheartedly. Once you do things wholeheartedly, like God will reward you, mm-hmm. like no matter what you do. Like if you're acting out of anger, like madness like god would bring you back to earth mm. so real
0: quick bro before before we move on i want to kind of touch a little bit more on that um your pro debut so you're supposed to have a pro debut and just talking a little bit off camera you were talking about how covid really affected that pro debut take us through that story bro and and i understand you were actually over there in oklahoma for your pro, your pro debut and then you got a test and some stuff happened
2: yeah so first like like backtrack all the way back before we even left to um to oklahoma my dad had got a negative test and it was kind of like, oh, he can't go with you. Like I was kind of like, I need to go alone. I need to go alone. So the whole thing was kind of um, like up in the air. But then we got a rapid test and the rapid test. My dad was cleared to get on the flight. We got on the flight and we get there and they tell me I got COVID. And this whole time I, I cannot see my dad. I can't see that my dad. And even though we're like on the same floor, I had to work out alone. And it was probably like two two days before my fight, I was on weight. Everything was good. And just a doctor comes to my room and he was kind of like, you have, you tested positive for COVID. And I kind of like, I really upset because I asked for my negative test or my, my positive test mm-hmm. and they didn't give me it. They didn't show me no proof. And it is what it is. But then I just felt like it was a greater plan than me. And they told me my dad has a COVID as well. So I just kind of like, all right, then it's not meant to be. My pro debut is not going to happen. But then the next day I was kind of like, I I thought we were gonna be able to get on the flight. We couldn't get on the flight. I was like, "Can you guys wait till I get home? Wait till I get back to Fresno, and announce it that I won't be fighting." And they kind of said they didn't answer me. They just kind of posted it, like "nah." And they're like, "We have to post it. We're sorry. Like we had to let everybody know that you you guys tested positive because it's serious." And I was like, "All right." So we had to drive thirty hours. Well, my dad drove the whole right. time, thirty hours from. Oklahoma to Fresno and I think we we got there like maybe Friday night and it was kind of like in a sense of like the next morning we got a rapid test we, we, we came out negative and the whole thing was kind of like we showed them we test negative but there was kind of like the whole time we we're like Rabbit tests were kind of like, they were just like, they're invalid. Yeah, they're not the best. at that time, huh? It was
3: like yeah. hit or miss. Like some well, tests were well, positive, some were negative.
0: Yeah, even the COVID results, bro. Like I feel like some people, you can take the exact te- You can have two tests side by side. Take one that's positive and one that's negative. Like those, I feel like. Same
3: person, mean, same nostril,
0: everything. Everything, yeah, bro. It was really, they weren't as yeah, accurate. It was a weird
2: accurate. time. Yeah, it was, it was pretty insane. And uh, it's kind of like the whole thing about like the having the faith. I just didn't understand. You kind of fall into like a, a sense of like, like a depression where it's kind of like, like, what does this mean? Like, I really worked all, my, all hard, like, to see nothing pay off. Because
0: that was, you already went through the entire camp, right? Like So you went through the camp, you are about to go, and then it wasn't like you found out before. and Yeah, know.
2: and it was kind of like I was there already. I was on weight. And it was kind of like not mentally challenging, but at the same time, like, spiritually challenging because it's kind of like I made weight. I thought I did everything right. And I'm here. I'm here to fight. I'm ready. And it's kind of
3: like, like, out of control. Yeah, you did everything you it. could.
2: <laughs> And it was pretty insane because fast forward, I had my fight, my first fight, which was in uh, December. Then my second fight, I was going to get the same opponent I was going to have for my pro debut. So it's Mm. February now. It's February 2021. I was going to fight him in Miami, Canelo undercard. And the crazy part is, is he tests positive for COVID. Damn. Mm. So like, it's kind (laughs) of like, damn, like we can't. Like we this fight's never gonna happen. Yeah. So they kinda had to fly in a, a guy get a guy like uh like a, he was like a he was in the UFC for about I don't know how long, but he fought for the world title. He lost to Mighty Mouse Johnson. Mm. Oh, okay. And so he's kinda like had some experience in boxing, so we got him. He had he had fought another prospect but he had never been K. O'd, so that's why we got him. And I ended up it was pretty funny. I actually hit him with the first punch and with the jab and he kind of like, I a he, a little he <laughs> got a I dropped him with the first punch. Oh, It was crazy. And he gets up. I think the second round I ended up finishing him. He kept getting up. He wanted to continue, but the ref didn't let him. But the rest there to protect us. And that just kind of insane because I never fought the guy again. Why? Well, I, I, the guy was scheduled to fight two times. Like it fell out oh twice.
1: Yeah. Which is never meant to be. Yeah, That's crazy too,
2: bro. Because usually UFC fighters, I've heard like whenever they transition
0: to boxing, th- the main thing they have is they have a chin. Like they're used to just getting the shit knocked out of them, and then yeah. whenever that happens, like
2: yeah, and <laughs> then, like it just goes to this. I don't want to like. It's like two different sports. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not here to disrespect no UFC fighter because I would never step into the cage. But like when they like kind of like like cross the line and try to step into boxing, like there there's like. There's like a fine line between boxers and uh, clear different time. Huh? Yeah, like you
3: can tell they can't keep up with like all the nuances. Yeah, and, and it's
2: kind of like we can't keep up. Boxers can't keep up on the ground game or like the stamina or like. I think like if I get hit on my knee or some or my knee or something, like I'll probably be like <laughs> he's way handicapped way <laughs> for, like He's like, don't <laughs> touch my shins, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like.
3: I can't deal with all that mm. MMA stuff. Just the apples and oranges kind of thing, too. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like, oh, that's a different sport than boxing. Like, we might do the same things, but it's not the same. Because I know even when
3: yeah. they are, like, known for boxing, it's is not the same. Like, they'll train with boxers and stuff, but they can't really, like, fight against
0: a yeah, boxer kind of, in a mm-hmm. real like, boxing match.
2: I guess, like, Nate Diaz fighting Jake Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So August, like, August 5th, I think. Wait, what's your prediction on that? You got Jake Paul or you got Nate Diaz? I think Jake Paul. Like, even though Nate Diaz is going to stay in there and, like... He's going to eat some punches. Like, I don't sure. think he's going to get knocked out. Nate Diaz is going to, like, put on a show. Like, it's going to be really entertaining. But at the same time, Jake Paul, like... I, th- I think the narrative is, like, Jake... What is it? Nate Diaz has a chin. So, I think Jake Paul kind of, like, he's wants to knock him it. out. Yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. going to go for that percent <laughs> Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Like, I think Jake Paul really wants to, like, prove himself from losing. I think he lost to Tommy Fury's last mm-hmm. fight. So it's kind of like that
1: bounce back. And he's hit
2: it. Yeah, you like. Think some of his fights are set up though with some of these fighters. Um, nah, I don't think so. You think they're just all pure? No, I think he's actually training. He's actually like really training, but because he's fighting. First fight was Nate Nate Robinson. <laughs> basketball. Basketball player. <laughs> Ro- basketball player. Second fight, I don't know who it was.
0: I, it was a, it was a UFC fighter it was too. He was old I think. UFC guy. Um, but. Th- yeah He fought Ben Askren Ben Askren right?
1: yeah. That's what it was. But he's been
2: improving So mm-hmm. he And he's been, been stepping up In competition He yeah. hasn't been
0: getting
3: better too Like his skills are a lot better You can see it
2: too He
0: just hired a pro coach too You know Who, who did he recently hire?
2: <laughs> he just brought him on camp mm. he's a, He, he was bro. a former boxing, Shane boxing cha- Yeah. Shane Mosley? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Sugar Shane? Yeah he Sugar Shane? Shane? Damn okay yeah. yeah yeah, It's pretty tight Cause like That's Jake Paul's like a YouTuber. Like he's a Yeah like <laughs> He's like globally known For like All his stuff, not in boxing, but then he crossed over to boxing, and it's kind of insane because he's bringing a whole other world to boxing.
3: Mm -hmm. I I feel like he's hyped it up a lot too. Like, do you do you like that
2: he's bringing in a lot of that attention to the sport? Yeah, it's kind of like it's good. Like any attention to the sport is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But because like if I look bad, like people look bad, like trying to be bitter about it, talking bad. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Like it kind of just shows. Like he comes in here and he entertains. How can he come into boxing and entertain boxers more than boxers? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's our fault as boxers. But, like, you kind of just have to, like, roll with it, you know? Like, he's out here doing his thing. Like, you can't hate on it. That's true. He's mm-hmm.
3: bringing a lot of attention. I, like, honestly, if you think about it, he's selling out these pay-per-views every single time. So I they're,
0: think, I think yeah. they're,
2: like, a million-dollar gate, 1.5.
3: With Fury, right? That was a big
0: Fury, one. Right? No, no, no,
2: Anderson Silva. Mm. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Anderson
1: Silva one. Damn. Was that before Man. Tommy Fury?
2: I, I know I th- that was a little bit before. I think yeah. so. million and Mm -hmm. then like that goes um to bring that into perspective i think tank last fight well before ryan garcia was five million gate so being able to like have gates like that is like like unheard of like he's pulling
0: numbers yeah.
3: yeah that's
2: crazy like there's only like probably canelo tyson fury anthony joshua Probably like a handful of fighters, that the can big big that. names, yeah. So yeah. you think it's good for the sport
3: overall then that he is, is bringing it, that type of attention? It's
2: business. Like if they're bringing money in, like no one's gonna like stop him. Like he mm-hmm. lost his last fight and he still got paid. On top. Of, no, still still on top what? of the game. Like people still want to watch him fight. That's cool. I watch on TikTok Live. right just
1: pull out TikTok Live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: you're outing, the, you're outing <laughs> our sources. <laughs> so one thing
3: I want to bring up too, since we're about celebrities and your celebrity here. You have an open yeah. mat this Saturday for the kids. Is it this week, or do you have like an open gym coming
2: up soon? Okay, so we the whole thing like we, I would work out like kind of like the last workouts. Okay, so the last workouts would kind of get boring, where it's kind of like the gym was empty. Mm-hmm. Like I always train by myself. Then we started inviting like um, my um, like musicians to play like live like music, and then eventually it turned into like we started inviting like close family friends. And then eventually, like, kind of decided, like, hey, Dad, let's, let's just post it on social media. Like, have people come, get autographs, watch we train, watch these more, and come check it out. And and it kind of, like, blossomed into something nice. And then it came to the thing where, like, we didn't want to sell food. Well, I'm like, Dad, let's just give the food away.
3: Okay, that's what I heard, too. Yeah, like, you guys supply food, drinks. Yeah,
2: food, drinks, where it's kind of like I'm not here to try to make money off them right now. Like you said yeah, earlier, yeah.
3: too, you want to be, like, the um, – that mentor you said that you wish that you had as a kid.
2: Yeah. And then, like, it's, it, and then the kids, like, being able to see me, like, work out, spar, and, like, see that, like, it's, it's like a grind. Like, I'm not
1: putting, in work. I didn't show
2: up, like, I just, just didn't show up. Not night luck. yeah. Yeah. Like, I just didn't, like, like, boom, like, I got all these skills out of nowhere. Like, no, I had to put in work, I had to spar, I had to do things to get here. And us doing that, like, after, like, I just signed autographs, talked to the kids, like, and then kids bring like photos or we, we, we have posters there to sign. And just the whole thing is just like an experience for everybody.
3: That's what I heard. And I heard you yeah. sign pretty much everybody's stuff. You take pictures of everybody. You don't exclude anybody. Like it's really cool seeing like a celebrity on that level here giving back to the community. You know what I mean? And keeping it humble and giving back to the kids. Like to me, that's what it's about. That's super important.
0: Yeah, now I feel like it gives that hometown pride too, bro. Where like later down the road, whenever they see you on, on the big screen, bro, like, you know, your upcoming fight. I feel like it gives them that sense of pride to know, like, hey, he's from here, too. And it almost gives, like, even for us, too, bro, like, knowing that you're here from Fresno, you're here from the Central Valley, it inspires us, too, bro. Like, we're just a small-town podcast or all this stuff, the business stuff we got going on with Academy West. Yeah. Like, we're here from the Valley, too, bro. And just Where, knowing you, guys, where are you guys from? I'm from Mycelia.
1: Mycelia, you? Yeah, I'm from Mexico, but I grew up here in, in Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> oh <hilarious. It's> <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you all some questions. So do it. let's all, do it. All A's, yeah,
2: like it. All A's podcast? Uh-huh. Who was that? What, what do you guys come up with that? So All Aces yeah. podcast, bro, is like, so for
0: us, we were thinking about the name. We were thinking about people we want to have on, right? So like yeah. you were on the list like we had a lot of the people on the list and we wanted to bring like the ace of like every industry. So yeah. All Aces is like here. Every guest that we have here on the podcast, they're all aces. They're an I ace thinking the like, industry. like spades. What is it called? Like oh, oh yeah. Clubs, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That's yeah, true. yeah. It yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. I'm going to ask them that question. I just don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. So for like you, bro, you're like the ace
0: of boxing, right? You're like, you're the yeah. ace. You're, pe- pe- you're peaking and you're, you're you're continuing to rise in, in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's cool for people to see. They know every time they tune into an episode, they're going to hear an ace of of business. We we had Matt on here. He's an ace of business and real estate. You know, we have you on here boxing and yeah. kind of continue to have the ace of every industry.
2: It's a good name. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, it, like it had me wondering. <laughs> yeah, for okay. sure. Speaking of Ace, that's, that's a good question. Know. I bet you a lot of people have that question. That's the first time someone's ever asked us a question. But speaking of Ace, though,
0: yeah.
3: you're pretty good with social media, too. Like, I know that you have people send you clips and then you make your own social media. Is that a grind in itself? Trying to keep up on that and trying to constantly post?
2: Yeah, um, social media is like, I feel like it's an art, but like, you just have to learn how to present things to people like it's kind of like a lot of things are hit and miss and at the same time you don't know what's going to go viral some things go viral i could work on a clip for like five minutes it could probably get a million views i could work on a clip for like an hour and it'd probably get like like 40k views so it's <laughs> like why, why is it like this like it's kind of like hit or the miss and mm-hmm. you just don't know but at, over time you kind of just learn the like the algorithm you study i studied it and what your audience kind of want the whole thing was i had a sports agent that from the uk and he kind of told me get on tiktok be one of the first boxers to get on tiktok and it's kind of like what the hell do i do on tiktok <laughs> like it was like 2019 and i'm oh, like
1: tiktok was that was pre 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 TikTok. i didn't know it was, was
2: doing it, dances yeah. and shit back <laughs> yeah. then yeah i was like he's like just post boxing stuff and i just kind of didn't know and i started like just posting like here and there it wouldn't blow up wouldn't blow up and then eventually i think the first video that blew up was probably like may 2020 it was like a. Uh, had a moving boxing video, and it got posted on House Highlights. Okay, it got posted yeah. on Bleacher Report. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, Bleacher reports and ho- House Highlights. And it kind of like, oh shoot, like. Those are the biggest. Those are the biggest <laughs>
1: platforms. Yeah. yeah, those <laughs> are literally. Yeah,
2: you get posted on that. Yeah. And I got like about like 30k followers overnight.
3: Whoa. Overnight? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Because I'm following yeah. so big on those pages too. Like that sign is crazy. And oh, it was 30K? it was pretty amazing.
2: And then I think on TikTok right now, I'm probably like 10K away from a
1: million. Damn. Yeah. I
3: seen yeah, that. Yeah. You were getting pretty close when to that. that soon, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I thought you hit well. one million already. I don't know. I thought I hit it too,
2: watch.
3: but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You that? yeah. <laughs>
2: but like, If you're watching this at home, let's get up to a million. <laughs> I need to get back on the grind. So no. I have
3: a question, too. So, okay, 10-0 and 0 with six knockouts, would you say you're a knockout specialist? 10-0,
2: seven knockouts. Seven knockouts. Yeah, I, did that. I had a couple Jeez. straight. Nate, you're going to get us in bro, trouble with your point, research. Fuck, oh, my dude, gosh, Where Nate. are you getting your stats from, bro? We're bro, doing I so good, six. bro. We're doing so good.
3: <laughs> point. So would you, you're basically a knockout specialist at this point.
2: 70%. Do you yeah. feel <laughs> like
3: going in, you're like, I'm most likely going to get a knockout? Or how do you feel about it?
2: No, you don't. Uh, You have to work for it. Dude. Like, it, No, you don't feel like you're going to knock this guy out. Like, everybody's tough. You kind of have to work for it. You kind of have, like, kind of like a chess match. Mm. kind of have to, like, disguise things. Like, can't show them your attentions And, like. But when you
3: get that knockout, though, how does it feel?
2: Um, It feels amazing. The first time I actually, like, knocked someone out cold was last year. And my dad always tell me, like, you got power. You're going to knock people out. Like, cold. Like, put them to sleep. Like, usually it will be, like, a. The ref stops it or, like, they don't get up for the count. But, like, I actually put this guy to sleep. Who's done. That's crazy. Um, I remember, like, it was, like, it was in Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, the Canelo undercard Ooh. versus Triple G, third fight. Damn. And it was, like, the fifth round, I think. And all I heard was, like, throw the uppercut. and that And he threw the jab, and I slipped really late, and I just mm-hmm. threw the uppercut. I didn't see the punch. And I threw it. And I, I hit something. I hit his chin. <laughs> so I didn't excited. see nothing. <laughs> and he just, I just felt like him head me, like on the way down. And I seen like his body just, I just felt his body just collapsed. Just, no, nothing in there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It just collapsed. And then I was just in, I was like, Oh shoot. And I just started smiling <laughs> and I was like, it's over. It's, it's over. Yeah. And I just like, <laughs> I, you probably seen the video. I just go, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was probably, um, and I just get on the ropes. Get the ropes, start celebrating, and then Eddie Hearn tells me like, "Get off the ropes, like don't celebrate." He's not waking up. Oh, uh, no, And I was of like, it. I
1: was like, "Damn, okay." Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're all, it's like dunking on somebody. Yeah.
2: So like, if you see the video, you probably see me like look over, and like he's telling me, and I just jump off, and then, then eventually like I think he gets up like maybe like, ten minutes after. Damn. And they 10 were kind of KO? they were kind of like scared. So he worried. was napping basically. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty insane. Uh. After that happened, it just kind of, like, changed my whole perspective, like, training and stuff. And there's actually, pr- like, film of us, like, working on the uppercut, like, the last week of training. And it was pretty amazing because I kind of, like, put the clips together and then, like, like showed the angle of us training. And then, like, mm. it just, like, goes the next clip would be us, like, with the knockout. How deep in the fight so, do you really pick up on their tendencies usually? Um, on the fight, it's kind of, like, second nature. Like, you kind of, like he's 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 dropping his hand, you just need to hit him right there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you just kind of have to be aware, like, maybe they're setting you up. Because maybe they're doing it on purpose. To get mm-hmm. you yeah. into it. And that's,
1: like, the, the, the art of it it's comes like the, in. Yeah, the, the chest. counter to the counter. Yeah, it's
2: kind of like, all right, like, I'm disguising something, but, like, it's kind of like making a mistake. So, like, you think you're doing like something right. Yeah, like, I'm going to bait you into doing something. But How often I, do you do that to people? Um, I don't, honestly don't do it, like... I don't really think about it but i probably do it a lot where i kind of like i guess like fake one way Show go the other way other, yeah. mm, got you or like kind of like you could throw a soft punch and the next one could be super hard like kind of just like change it up like there's a lot of things you could do in boxing or like whether it's gonna be like stepping on their foot or like holding and hitting the or like little things huh yeah it's just like it's just so super small like little major things that you think can make a difference they could they can make a difference
3: so it's like fundamentals, basically, too, huh? Just knowing the fundamentals and sticking to
2: them, too. Uh, yeah. I, but at the same time, kind of knowing the game and like knowing, like, like the ref. The ref could be like stop, or like the ref could be like fight out. Like if you're in a clinch, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like knowing the ref, like knowing what he'll let you get away with, like not to get away with, but like it was actually the fight that I got knocked, that I got the knockout in uh-huh. that fight I was talking about. That guy hit me in the back of my, I think hit me low. Lower in the back of my no, he actually hit me low, and the ref didn't say nothing, and I hit him low back right away. So you knew you were like, all right, let this go. <laughs> and then, then like the ref let was let like, <laughs> like, because he actually see me, he hit me low, and I looked at the ref, and the ref didn't say nothing. Then I hit him low back right away, and the ref's kind of like, oh well, shit, hey, I, I, like, I can't hey, hear I even <laughs> <didn't say> anything <laughs> about it. Let's yeah, play he, ball. He <laughs> tried to like tell me something, but it's like, hey, like, you 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 didn't say nothing to him. Like mm-hmm. I just. Yeah. I just even it out, you know, yeah, <laughs> what does it mean to have your dad as a trainer? He knows how to push me, he knows what drives me, so like the whole time, like he knows what I'm capable of, and at the same time he just he's at, at home with me, like he's with me twenty four seven he he knows like what he has to do to like get me to to the to the next level and also get that extra push out of me.
1: Yeah, dude, that, yeah. that's so that's so that's so money, bro. Because I feel like sometimes, uh, especially like in the boxing world, other no, sports, sometimes like having like I feel like sometimes that that's on combos. Like people have like I feel like they associate a negative connotation. But obviously, from your experience, and you've had like nothing but success. And um, it's funny, it's like as we've gotten to know you guys, man. You guys are like yeah, it's such a it's a fun, it's such a badass duo, bro. Like, it's a good cool really duo, have, yeah. yeah <laughs> you guys really do have like good chemistry, man. So uh, that that's badass, man. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because like there's a lot of like.
2: I guess, like, non cue like, non-verbal communication where, like, you kind of, like, sense it. You just I, know. I remember one time I was kind of, like, it was, like, after a fight and I was kind of, like, I was feeling something that kind of hurted me and I don't know how to, like, communicate that to my dad, mm-hmm. but, like, I knew how to communicate to him. So I just, like, grabbed him and I, I I legit, like, grabbed that part of my body that was hurting and I squeezed it. And he knew, like, he just knew, like, that was hurting. And it's pretty amazing because it's, like, damn
0: been working no. together yeah. since birth bro yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's hard to beat yeah it's kind of like I, I let him know like i'm hurt and he kind of figured it out yeah. after like i did it too
1: that's cool yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a good story that is true you've been working that's together since birth, bro yeah he he probably does mm-hmm. that's true though he does know you better than it's like your parents who do, like, you like I know my mom sometimes like she'll just call me out of the blue and i'll pick up and she's like hey what's up how you doing you know are you, are you okay i'm like you're like what's, what's going on how did like, you, didn't you even know, I, know? You I couldn't know. even yeah. tell you it's that mother instinct bro
2: they sense it on us yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing.
0: One thing I want to talk about is, bro, your mindset as far as when you did get knocked down, when when things don't go your right shit. way, right? So mm-hmm. I know there was a fight, right, re- pretty recently where you did get knocked mm-hmm. down. And I know the entire world make a, made a big deal about it. They made clips, and, and I know in that moment, it probably seemed like, what are you going to do next? So what was going through your mind at that point when you got knocked down? And, and how did you get back up and finish the fight?
2: I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, this shit just got real. And I got up. It just felt like if. Y'all never been like knocked down like that. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt like someone had cracked my neck. Mm-hmm. And I just like cracked my neck. I seen the lights above me. And you know how you sit down and like someone pulls a chair from you? Like, that's what exactly what it felt like. And I kind of like messed up my leg on the way down. Mm-hmm. So I basically got up and I was like, oh, shoot. And it's kind of like go through like my dad. I look to the corner, I see everybody but my dad and which is pretty like crazy like i don't know if like i zoned out and stuff i did not see my dad i did not hear my dad like i just heard everybody else so at the same time like i got up and i was like, oh shoot like i start fighting again like kind of like instinct and i got hit again um and i kind of felt wobbly and then like we started fighting and then i just grabbed them and i just kind of like alright like lose the round recover myself and then kind of like i recovered myself got to the corner my dad kind of like Started pep talking me. He's like, "All right, like, you got this. Like, take your time. Like, we got, we got time. Like, recover. Like, once you're ready, start, like, going." And there was like a probably a clip where like I had to throw like eight punches like in like three or four four seconds. And uh, you you guys probably could show the clip. <laughs> <laughs> the next round probably like 30 seconds in, and the whole time like I was I was really kind of, like, upset. Like, I want to get get him back, knock him out. Mm. When my dad's like, I'll get to the corner, and he'll be like, nah, like, you're not going to knock this guy out. Like, chill. Like, like you just got to win the rounds. Like, that's all that matters now. Like, it's
0: almost like you taste that point where you taste your own blood, right? Where you're like, you taste your blood, mm. you wake up, and you're like, it, it pisses you off even more, bro, you want to go after him. Yeah,
2: you want to get him back. And which is, like, him, he dropped me, I want to drop him again. Or, like, stop him, knock him out. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't. That's not the game plan. You're play the, the game plan mm-hmm. is to, like, win the fight. And that's like discipline yeah.
3: kind of comes in for it, too, huh? You yeah. You can't get away from the strategy
2: Yeah. because cause of how you feel. Because it was a six-round fight. Oh, okay. So, like, I got dropped in the second round. And when you get dropped, you lose Uh, you lose a round and you lose two rounds. Mm. So, like, I'm down two. It was probably I'm down two-one going into the third. So, I'm going into the fourth. that was two-two now. Because that was the first
0: time you ever got knocked down in, in your career, like a professional career, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, uh, probably ever. Yeah, it was ever. And how did you regain that confidence after such a big moment, bro? Um, it kind of like m- me and my dad have talked about it, and I've heard him talk about it. Like the the, the advice he's given, like lose the round, uh, don't worry about being embarrassed. Like, cause uh, we always see fighters like get dropped, and they get like really embarrassed, like from getting dropped. So I was just like, okay, take my time, lose the round, and like regroup. Like I know I'm good. So I know I'm able to recover and come back. Mm. But the whole thing, I was, like, walking myself through. I actually, like, well, I watched, it, watched it over and over. Like, kind of, like, I could see myself, like, talking to myself. All right, like, let's do this. Let's move this way. Like, I can't move that way. Like, I was kind of, like, feeling myself out. Like, this, because my leg hurted. So, like, I was kind of, like, I can't move this way. I can't mm. move that way. Like, move back this way. I can't, like, I can't roll this way or roll that way. So I just kind of, like, like, basically, like, like check my body out figuring out what you could and
3: can't which can and can't do basically yeah so i
2: figured it out and then like then started going and the whole time like this guy's trying to like knock my head off. so after the (laughs) fight after the fight he ended up having a broken nose
1: oh oh so i guess you got him back a little bit (laughs) yeah
2: it was like i got him back but like and i kind of like damn like i didn't get the knockout Mm. that was kind of more devastating to me than you didn't get the finish yeah i didn't get the finish because he he got a knockdown on me.
0: How much of that and all your past experiences do you take to your upcoming fights? Uh,
2: Well, most definitely all of them. Because, like, you never know. Like, you're getting prepared for the unseen. Like, mm. I never knew I was going to get dropped in that fight. And you kind of just don't know. And you're going to get dropped. Your leg's going to hurt. Like, it kind of goes to that, like, mental toughness. Like, you got to push through, through 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 things, like, in life. And, like, if you're not not – if you're not mentally strong, then you easily can collapse, like, mm-hmm. in any situation. So, yeah, I take all the experiences, but at the same time, like, I just know, like, like I said earlier, like, God don't make mistakes. I know mm-hmm. what I'm capable of. I know I could, like, if it's meant to be, like, it's meant to be, like, whether if I win or I lose or, like, if I get dropped or he gets dropped, you know? Because that could have been me on the other side. I could have dropped the guy, mm-hmm. and he could have got up and whooped my ass, but.
1: Uh, One big moment, dude, that I want to touch on also is uh, your homecoming fight. Uh, we we're here at this fight here at the here at the Grizzly Stadium, dude. Um we were oh, actually, yeah. of here. We're here. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a, it obviously was a big moment because I think that was a, that was like your homecoming fight, right? Yes. Okay, can we let's get into that moment, man, coming home? Because I feel like the Central Valley, bro, and the five five nine, they really take pride in anybody that comes out of, out of the Valley, man. Because we all know that it's not the easiest thing to make it out of the Valley, and we don't have all the tools. You know, we don't have like the fancy gyms like in L.A. or we don't have like all the people. That kind of make the connections a little bit easier to be made. So I feel like uh everybody from the valley, man, was definitely rooting for you. I know when you came out of the tunnel, dude. That it, the the fucking place went crazy, bro. It was we were going crazy. It was it it was a <laughs> badass moment, dude. Yeah. So I just want to hear that, but from your
2: perspective. Okay. So homecoming fight, Fresno, California, October sixteenth, twenty twenty one. So I was actually lower on the card, and. They moved me up to co-main event because they they kind of like found out like oh shoot, a lot of fans are coming. Yeah, I think there's about like, 10k people here. Damn. It was packed out, dude. Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> so amazing. Long, it was out. They
3: were telling me as soon as we got here too, like dude, it was like this, this, where is that? The there ring was, was right it, there. Yeah. It was
2: so lively. It's pretty crazy because like I hear stories like that, and it's kind of like I don't experience that. I just experience when I fought. Like yeah. I was in the the back getting ready for the whole t- the whole time. So. I just get ready, you know, like it's a homecoming fight, you know, like they just everybody's telling me like to stay focused, you know, a lot of pressure. Like because like they know, like because like all your friends, all yeah, your family, you're going gonna to look in the crowd, you're going to see people, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it could like make you or break you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like mentally preparing for this. And um, I think I went um, the whole thing. Uh, I remember we didn't know where my fourth fight was going to be. And they kind of told us like it might be in Fresno. And this was kind of right around the time that my grandma had passed away in June. And this whole time I started to train because they're like, you need to get ready for your next fight. So I was like, I'm going to dedicate it to my grandma. I didn't know it was going to be in Fresno. But then it was kind of like a cherry on top for her being on Fresno. I had Nana on the trunks. And that whole time it was kind of like, I'm going to do that fight, you know, dedicated to her. So that that night, made a, well, co-main event. And it was kind of, like, like unreal, surreal. Uh, we're getting ready to, like, walk out. And um, it was, like, it was in the tunnel. And I just hear people, like, chanting my name. And it's kind of, like, oh, man. Like, this, this is real, you know? And I kind of just, like, put on, like, that little, like, all right, tunnel vision. Five minutes. Like, I just told myself that. Tunnel minutes. Let's be perfect for five minutes. That's it. That's all I need. And I got in there. Don't really remember much, but. I got I remember the first punch I hit him I was like damn like his head hurt, his head is hard. Mm. So <laughs> I got in there and um got him I think I dropped him once and mm. then
0: I think it was in I, the first round I, I finished him it? in the first round yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I was kind of like damn it's over like thank god like it's time to chill now. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty amazing cuz like it, oh, that was the fight to dedicate to my to my grandma and I think that guy has never been like knocked out or, so it's kind of like amazing cuz I actually went in there and knocked him out in my hometown. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's, that's,
0: that's one of those ones, bro, where I feel like you're not fighting alone. Like, your grandma's there with you, bro, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, know? dude,
1: that that night, that, that it was crazy. Uh, there was, like, a lot of big celebrities here, too, that flew in. Uh, it was a big event, dude. There was a shit ton of people. Nate Diaz was here. Nate Diaz. Teofumo Lopez. Teofumo Lopez. Mm-hmm. Devin Haney. Devin Haney. Haney was here. Yeah, 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 it was pretty amazing. T- uh, temper
2: from uh, face, face Camel's gear. Uh, yeah, yeah I invited him. Oh, did yeah, you really? Yeah, I oh, him. Sick, bro. <laughs> um, the whole, the whole thing about it was kind of like, I fought, you know, like, I didn't know Tofimo was here. I didn't know Devin Haney was here. Like all this stuff. Like, it was just pretty amazing because.
0: Jose Ramirez was here? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. It's just like
2: going out there and you're like, like after the fight I seen. Mm-hmm. And, and I. Like, on a show too? Like in that? the locker room, like I seen like Nate Diaz pass by and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, he's here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was pretty amazing because. How like, crazy did it get when he got the knockdown?
3: Oh, I was sick, bro.
0: Was it, did everybody
2: get crazy loud and happen? Yeah, everyone, when he was coming, so you have like
0: an iconic tunnel songs, but like every time you come out of the tunnel, you have like an iconic entrance as well, right? You have like the the cowboy hat on. You have Yeah, we we
2: had uh, Sunnyside Flo Corico like dance. Mm-hmm. So like that being my high school and them dancing like the whole time, like that was pretty good. Uh, My friend Isaac Torres, like he sang, he walked me out to the ring and yeah. just, just things like that, you know, like you have to be prepared for that, like you want to soak it in, but at the same time you need to focus on the mm, fight yeah. that land. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: dude, uh, dude, that night was crazy. Like it was, ah, fuck, man, it was, dude. It, it, was, really, it really was surreal, was bro. In general, but when he dropped them, did it. was sick. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Honestly, I feel like there was like, uh... like he said, it was a co cool event, dude. But the hype was like for mm, him. Like people were here for 100%, you, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, no disrespect
0: to. I think it was Mikey. Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia was fighting. no disrespect, but like, people were here to see you, bro. Like,
2: yeah, that's what a lot of people tell me, but. It was amazing to just be co-main event for him. Yeah, like that like, in itself is badass. Yeah, especially in Fresno, I'm like yeah. grateful. Like if it wasn't for him, like we wouldn't be fighting in Fresno. Mm-hmm. But hopefully one day, main event here in Fresno. Here,
1: I think yeah, it's coming soon, bro. That has to happen. Bro. Yeah,
2: it's 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 definitely coming. Just gotta just gotta keep Cosplay, working, bro. keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like be ready for the unexpected. Yeah.
0: How did the <laughs> um? How did the connection with you and Temper come along, bro? Because that's he's in the gaming industry. Face that's that's a big industry, and boxing's. Over here to the left. And I know he started yeah. boxing too, so
2: um it was before he started boxing. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think at the so, time it wasn't. So um, you know, probably those days when you hop on Warzone, like <laughs> Warzone days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're playing in Warzone. Uh it was my friend and he just starts uh, I die first, of course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after that, um I'm in the gulag. Yeah. And then I get killed by temper. Oh, sh- you see, see the the game te- the gamer tech. I didn't see it. Huh? I, didn't, I didn't really like. No, uh-huh. I'm not. Then my friend's like going crazy. He's like, "You just got killed by temper. You just got that was temper. That was temper. Like he slaughtered me. Like <laughs> annihilated me." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I and yeah. like, what am I supposed to do?" <laughs> he's like, "Bro, I'm gonna check if he's streaming." And he wasn't streaming. So eventually, like, he's like, "Yeah, that was temper. Like, just message him," because I think there was like a uh, there was like a. What's it called? A glitcher or somebody like glitching, like was just killing everybody. Mm. So that's that's why, like, it was like the game went fast and easy. And I guess uh, I think he was streaming, and he mm-hmm. had said something about like uh, somebody was like glitching in the game. Mm-hmm. So like I, my friends, so I just messaged him, let him know that he just could in the gulag, like he's in the game. <laughs> Cause mm. I I kind of had like a <laughs> lot of followers already. Yeah. So I think he messaged me back like next two three days, and he's like, keep grinding, bro. Like keep it up, you know. I was like, all right, thank you, whatever. Uh, I'd follow him. He didn't follow me back, but then <laughs> I think like maybe like two, or three weeks later, I think after one of my fights, yeah. he followed me, and I was like, oh shoot! That's sick. Yeah, so bro. you earned this follow. <laughs> yeah, and then I mentioned like that's when I invited him to Fresno. I was like, it's a long shot. I don't know if he might come, but he did come.
0: Bro, that's sick because Tempers Big. That's that's the you know one of the founders of Face Clan. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: oh yeah, most definitely. And then the next day, which is pretty like crazy too, we actually went to Yosemite. Oh, you, the, yeah. you guys, you guys together? Yeah. Oh, we to, uh, well, I went. I never been there, and I think he's never been there either. So we both like went for the first time. It's pretty that's amazing, sick, bro. Yeah, pretty that's dope. Pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually took a picture with him. At, like we here. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah.
1: I He walked right in front of our table, and we <laughs> were like, yeah. gosh,
0: we've, we've always been pretty into us. gaming. So when we saw yeah. him, we like chased him down. Like, hey, bro, yeah, get picture quick!
2: <laughs> and then like he sent me a like couple shirts like the next week. That was pretty bad. Sick, bro. Like it was pretty tight. Yeah. I think I still have the face box he sent me. That's sick. Maybe one day, phase, mark, <laughs> mark the boxer.
1: Bro, you're on
0: your <laughs> way,
2: bro.
1: <laughs> I, I I wanted to ask you this, bro. For for there's uh, somebody told me to ask you this. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Um, I'm not gonna i drop yeah. any names, right? Damn. But um, so when it comes to like like chicks, bro, do you now with your status you have, bro? <laughs> do they slide into you, bro? Have you ever had that happen?
2: Kids. Uh, it, like the girls do slide into DMs and stuff. Yeah, like it's it's not. It's not rare, but like it's, kinda <laughs> it's like, not rare. It's not rare. <laughs> it's like it it's not rare. It's not rare. That's the ultimate it's
0: flex, bro. It's not rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember
2: the crazy, crazy DM I seen like maybe this week was probably like a girl's like reply to make my toxic ex like jealous. And I was like, damn. Like, Did you reply? I should have replied, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. I should have replied.
1: Yeah. So like
0: bonus
2: points, but should I get it? Because the bad part, hit. bro, is
0: one of the exes. That might be one of your fans, bro. He might be like a lifelong fan. and
2: Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's where you have to, like, like walk a thin line. Cause, yeah. like, imagine, like, I don't know who her ex is. True. Because, yeah. like, you could be walking into, like, I could be something bad. Yeah, making someone mad or making the wrong person mad. Yeah, man. it's kind of like you have to be careful because, like, you don't know who's related to who mm. or who knows who. And that's kind of like, you have to like, watch out with the chicks, cause you don't know like, <laughs> whose
1: brother's this, or who's,
2: who who she knows, or like, yeah. just di- different things like that.
1: Right now you're saying that, uh, you had like this, this routine, dude, when you were in high school, with your phone.
2: Yeah, I didn't get a phone till I was 16.
1: Mm. And
2: that was, uh, I think junior year. I didn't get a phone till I was 16, and then my dad, um, every, time, every night at 10 p.m., every day, weekdays, uh, it would take my phone away. And I can get it back at 5 a.m., run six miles. And that was kind of like the life, you know? So you had to run six miles before to get it back. If I wanted to, yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah. But, like, there's nothing else you could do at 10 Yeah. but go to sleep. But, like, even though I try to go to sleep, like, you're just in bed and you eventually go to sleep and you wake up and you, you get your phone, you run yeah. miles, and then you go to school. And it kind of worked out because, like, I get, I wake up, I get to school on time, and just things like that, you know?
0: And he keeps doing shape, but that, too. But to put it in context, bro, like, that's definitely not, like, normal. Like, oh, that's yeah. definitely, like, a, he was breeding your bro to become a champion. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's that's sick. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
2: for sure. It's kind of, like, it's not normal, but it's, like, it's what I'm used to.
1: Yep. Did you ever bump yep. heads though with that? Because I feel like at that point, you're a junior, you know, senior in mm-hmm. high school. Obviously, like, there's chicks. There's, like, a bunch of stuff going on, dude. Like, distractions, really, you know what I mean? But um, did you ever bump heads with him because of that? Um, In the sense, I was kind of like more like it's my dad. Like it's like, all right. Like
2: it's what I got to do. Mm. Cause at the same time, like I wasn't, um, I wasn't in all the the scene. Like like Party, I would always get up. like invited to parties and like mm. people were like, come on, let's do this. And I'm like, no, like, like nah. Like I'm not doing that. Like I I got to train. I got to do this. I got to so do that. And like it just like never occurred to me like to I like, guess like rebel. Mm. Cause like it's not it's not in me. Cause it's like. W- what would I look like rebelling against? Like him taking away my phone, like, like he, this is like, it's for the greater good. Yeah. But I sick that wasn't you because most of the time I feel like
0: it's not. Most of the time it's the opposite where the kid's trying to rebel, trying to go off on this way, and then the dad or, you know, the the coach is trying to get him, like, stay on this path. And I think it's cool that you have that self-motivation, bro, to, like, stay
2: on that path. And I think that's a big part about why you had so much success so far. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely it's, like, the self-motivation because, like, I know what I got to do like I get a good workout in I don't have to post it I don't have to like like I guess like brag about it or like if I do like if I do like I remember one time I ran a marathon just just cuz see if I could do it mm-hmm. and I did it I didn't post it I didn't do nothing I just just did it was well, for mm-hmm. you it wasn't for other people too yeah it was kind of like I always hear that persona like you need to be able you need to train this long to run a marathon like and I did it it probably took me like four hours to run a marathon that's
1: pretty good, though. That's pretty yeah. 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 It's pretty,
2: <laughs> like... <laughs> I it. I kind of just, like, forced myself. I ran, like... I had a good day at the gym. I ran, like, six miles out from my house. And I was like, all right, if I run, like, I guess, what is it? Like, six more miles. Like, I think eight more miles that way. Mm-hmm. I would have to run back. That's the only way back home. So that's what I did. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of doing it. I, I did up by, like, past Woodward Park. Like, past Woodward Park. Like, I think it was, like... Almost by Copper River. Oh,
1: shit. Sure. Damn. That's deep. To come back. Yeah.
2: So, like, and I think, like, the <laughs> last last three miles was, like, my AirPods just died. <laughs> so, like, I had, like. determination. I had just, like, a David Goggins' Real No Music. I had to <laughs> rock it out, yeah. Damn. That's, That's the
3: worst. I'll go to the gym, bro.
2: If my AirPods aren't, like, yeah.
3: on me or whatever. I'm, I'm leaving. I Dude. stopped
2: <laughs> listening to motivational videos. Like, I stopped listening to music. I put motivational videos, like. So, What's like. Right? Yeah, I just lives. had to, like, power through it.
0: I wanted to kind of kick it the gear with like a couple rapid-fire questions. Um, as soon as we told a lot of our friends we're going to get you on the podcast today, uh, they had a lot of questions, a lot of different stuff. And, um, yeah, I want to kind of get into it before we wrap up real quick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. So one of the biggest ones is uh, your top three
2: all-time boxers on your list, Mark Castro's list. Uh, Not in a particular order, but Canelo, Duran, and Chavez.
3: Ish.
0: That's a lineup. What, and you you met Canelo. Uh, there was a clip of you meeting Canelo like in person before his fight,
2: right? Yeah, uh, that clip. I didn't actually meet him. I met him like two years before, mm-hmm. but he was just congratulating me because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've been I I met him already, but I was just kind of like because he he gave you, like words of encouragement, telling him he sees what you're doing, right? Yeah, and like that night, uh, that's when he fought Billy Joe Sanders and mm-hmm. he like broke his or- orbital bone, and I fought that night too. I got a, I got the fourth round knockout. So just that night, it was just kind of like amazing because uh, we're backstage and I was just trying to get a picture with him or just kind of like congratulate him. But like and then the security guard moved us out, moved us out of the way. And I kind of just that that night I had a, I had a Canelo shirt on because I, I had my own shirt on, but a fan wanted my shirt. So I kind of told him, like, this is the only shirt I got, like, like left. He's like, I'll, I'll trade you. <laughs> I told him <laughs> I I seen his Canelo shirt and we actually traded and that's I think cool. that's probably one of the biggest reasons like I and he I signed the shirt that's one of the reasons Canelo seen me because I had his actual shirt on and it was it was a bright red shirt so I seen him that day and it was kind of like it was just amazing to me yeah because it's kind of like everybody like he didn't have to come say hi to me like I've seen him I met him it just like validate everything up up until my career about that because like a Ronaldo coming up to you like a Messi coming up to you He's like saying, hey, I see you like it's kind of like a feeling of high, like, damn, I'm doing something right.
1: Yeah,
0: because that's arguably the best boxer right now, like in our in our time the right now. The face of boxing, yeah. Face of boxing, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and for him
2: to notice you, bro, know who you are, recognize your work, what what did that mean to you? Oh, uh, it meant the world. It's like validate everything up into my career. Like I'm doing something right, and at the same time, like, uh, I was just kind of like, I was just like an unreal feeling. And the whole time I just wanted a picture and like I got that moment in front of everybody and it was just special to me and uh, it was just kind of like it was just a cherry on top to like the whole the whole experience Mm because we're fighters we never see each other we just kind of and I'm a fan and I'm on the card like I have to focus on my fight he has to focus on his fight but I just heard that he was watching my fight he like he was a fan and that just kind of like oh you hear it but like him doing that he didn't have to but then he did and that just shows like what kind of uh, person Canelo is,
0: I sick, um. bro, <laughs> that's like that's like an all-time like bucketless moment, bro. Yeah. And I'm sure you're only gonna keep continuing to climb, bro. Like you're still so early in your career, and I feel like you you made such a big splash in the beginning. And like I said, bro, you're only gonna continue to climb.
2: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, well, definitely, <laughs> yeah. Stay focused,
0: hundred <laughs> <100%, laughs> percent, bro. So next one is uh, your top all-time boxing moment
2: that you've had so far in your career. When I got the knockout uh, versus Montiel. Uh, which one? Would you say top three? Uh, just top one, top one. That knockout, getting that knockout right there, and then probably uh, yeah, that's probably our number one. Okay. Getting that knockout. What's some advice you would give
0: to younger boxers if they're training right now in the gym, they haven't turned pro yet, or they just haven't had that direction yet,
2: or the big break? What's some advice Mark Castro can give the young boxer coming up? Uh, one of the biggest quote I always uh, tell myself, and like I'm gonna make it famous, I guess. Like work when nobody's watching. And make them watch you, so mm. just something mm. like that, like just kind of like work when nobody's watching. And I would like, like growing up, hearing Kobe stories, like get up and run at four a.m. or get up and do this or get up and do that, like just kind of like make them watch you because like. And another advice I would give is like be different. Like don't don't try to fit in. Try to like don't try to fit in, because that's always my that was my issue growing up. I was trying to fit in, but just notice that you're different.
1: Mm. Just
2: be yourself and and honestly when you're yourself you're you're different and just embrace your yourself don't try to like be something you're not so on right. this podcast we have like a signature question we
0: always like to ask and end it off with and yeah, so I, everybody it everyone yeah. oh, okay everyone <laughs> it so it's kind of like a situation base, bro so i want you to put mark cash i want to put I want you to put mark cash like before you could turn pro or maybe a moment where you really didn't know everything was going to work out right before the 30,000 followers overnight before the big fights, before the undercard, stuff like that. What's some advice you would give younger Mark Castro just to let you know
2: everything's going to be okay and that you're on the right path? Damn, that's like, I could make like a deep. Honestly, like I, I I did like give myself that advice, but like just just keep being true to you. Like, like just keep tr- being true to you. Like don't don't try to like fake something. Like do everything wholeheartedly. That's what I've always like i kind of told myself and it kind of like it kind of like you can't cheat yourself like once you're like not using your heart like i feel like we're on a path and once we stop using our heart we get off that path with god Mm. so once we come back to that path we get back on that path so what i would tell myself my younger me just keep being you keep the faith and just just know it's all gonna work out for you and your purpose and that's why I have I have in my Bible Romans eight eighteen. Um, our our present suffer our present sufferings, are 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 great, are greater than the, the success will be that will be revealed in us. So Damn. it's kind of like, it's deep.
1: That, that is deep, yeah. bro.
0: That's funny, bro. That was one of the uh, I we like I said we asked everyone that answer and that was one of my favorite ones, bro. Just because I feel like I I, I grew up like in really faith-based as well, like a faith-based family where I went to church on Sundays, Thursdays, when like I I was really involved in church as well. Mm -hmm. So my faith was always really strong. So to, to hear and to know that your faith is strong as well. And like, like Nate was saying that your whole journey that you've been rising up, you've kind of kept your faith the same. And if not even more, bro, like I think it's inspiring to see. And I know like people at home, uh, they're probably going to be very inspired as well by all the stuff you mentioned today for
2: sure, bro. God's timing is always like perfect. Like He don't come too soon too late but it's just always on time and it's just just amazing Mm because like you don't know until like like you know like he tried he reveals it all to you and like the big thing that god kind of does i like he kind of tells you like he reminds you of like what you put you through Hmm. like like remember when i put you through that like remember when i postponed your pro debut for a greater thing remember when i postponed uh your, your COVID this, well, it all turns out for bigger plans for you. That yeah, you're reminding you,
0: he's never let you down, bro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, most definitely. And like the whole time you learn, like from not going to the Olympics, that being the thing I wanted to do, like he kind of shows you, like, no, like this is the plan I had for you. Like this is, you wanted this, but I gave you this because
1: yeah. this was better. Your 100% like preaching right now, man. That's
2: well, good shit, <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's sick, uh, yeah.
1: bro. Well, we appreciate you, bro. I know uh, we're getting kind of close on time, and we appreciate all the uh, time you give us today. And, and uh, thank you for coming on, bro. And last thing, um, I would say, man, like, w- you know, one of your goals is to inspire the youth, and I think you already are. Uh, I think you're not only the youth, man, but the whole Central Valley as a whole. Um, I think you are, like, a really shining beacon for them, and you are already having that impact, and I think that as you grow, man, that impact that you are already having is only going to get bigger, man, so... Um, well, we, we appreciate you. that man and uh, we're thankful for, for, for you taking the time to be here with us man so absolutely sure thank that. you appreciate it Yeah,
0: alrighty guys it wraps it up today make sure to tune in make sure to like make sure to subscribe we'll see you on the next one good luck to Mark on the next fight we'll see you in the next pod peace, peace.